My name is Dan. I'm Sarah. And this is the Hate Locker Podcast, a podcast where we talk about the everyday things that we all love to hate with a passionate yet fair vigor. Today is a special day. Joining us is, uh, I'd say he needs no introduction, but this is an audio podcast, so of course he does. Uh, please uh, welcome Jonathan Torrens is joining us what? today. What's crazy? Dreams do come true. My vision board, <laughs> it's barely two weeks old and already... The golden egg in my hand. Hate Locker Podcast. Hate Locker Podcast. Hate Locker Podcast. Just whispering it in your pillow at night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's my a, mantra. Oh, I love it. Love nice it. To chat with you guys. Yes. I should have picked technology as the thing that I hate because I've never used WhatsApp before. And I've this has been my experience this past year. Whichever platform I'm supposed to be on, it needs to update. I'm on the wrong device. <laughs> the device that I'm using is out of battery. <laughs> Yeah, this is not my strong suit. It's no problem. You're Mine doing, either. You're, you're doing great. Everything's awesome. <laughs> I feel you, feel your pain. Thank uh, you. I swear that's the only um, uh, uh, talking up I'm going to need. Like I'm good now. This is <laughs> you're solid. Your sympathetic cooing. Yeah, it brought me around. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, Dan, introduce me this, to your sister. Yes, this is Sarah. Dang. Sarah, Jonathan, Sarah. Nice. Hi, Sarah Jonathan. H or no H. Of course, with an H. Okay. Otherwise, it's Sarah. Yeah, we're not poor. It's not the proper. <laughs> Did you see the um, Jimmy Fallon sketch? Ew. No. It was a talk show he had like uh, four or five years ago. It was like a sketch on the Tonight Show, and um, it was called Ill. And he played a teenage girl with braces and long blonde hair, and everything was ill. Um, and it started by saying, "My name's Sarah," and it's Sarah with an H because Sarah without an H is ill. Yeah. <laughs> I would concur with that. Yeah, hundred percent. I know what you're talking about. I, I saw the sketch that you're talking about for sure. I have to. Uh, this is. I'll tell you what else is you is that normally I um I'm really loud when we record this podcast. Like I get into it and I yell and whatnot. And I realize that we're recording super early, so my neighbors are like, uh, so I have to like try not to yell. So that should be an adventure for me. I'm pretty excited. Got about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I, I can you accommodating this super early weird oh. time. It actually panned out well for me because um, my son has hockey practice. So I dropped him off at hockey practice 15 minutes ago. And now I'm sitting oh, in the Tim Hortons parking lot. It's perfect. It's about it. What's more Canadian than that? Exactly. All oh, a- right. <laughs> He's hockey practicing. I'm having a muffin and a tea. And Tim Hortons, go. good to go. Everything's going great. So this is. I always liked that when I was in like the states and boarding a flight back to Canada, and the person ahead of me boarding would say, "I brought two blueberry scones and a cranberry muffin," <laughs> and every time I'd be like, "No, I'm going home. These are my people." <laughs> right? They discontinued my favorite muffin at Tim Hortons, so I'm not super fired up about that. Well, I'm eating which one. That, one? Yeah, what was it? The banana walnut. So good. Ah. So they okay. tried, they talked me into this carrot pecan one, but it's goddamn filled with some shit. If I don't we're want talking filled. about things that we hate, Tim Hortons not staying in its own lane is something that drives me nuts. Oh yeah, this don't is care one that thing this and is... do it better than everyone else. I don't want a Southwest chicken chipotle wrap 
from Tim Hortons. I want a <laughs> yeah. donut yes. and a coffee. I Just do those well. I couldn't agree more. Do you know I, what else they suck at? Hash browns. Their hash browns yes. are garbage. Tim Hortons uh, my, garbage. is My kid garbage. said yesterday, like, Tim Hortons has fries? What? I was like, I don't think Ew. they have fries. No. She's like, look at the thing. They have fries. I think it's like since since Christmas. Well, you know the history. Dave from Wendy's made a deal with Ron Joyce from Tim Hortons. Wendy's was going to help Tim Hortons get traction in the States and vice versa. Tim Hortons was going to partner up with Wendy's. And it started to happen, I'm sure you'll recall. But then Dave from Wendy's died. Right. Mm-hmm. And the deal kind of fell apart. And now that Tim Hortons is owned by an American company, they're just trying to cut as broad a swath through all types of food as they can, and they're sucking at all of it. <laughs> it's true. I'm Oops. sitting in a in a strip mall parking lot with Wendy's behind me and Tim Hortons in front of me, oh. and I'm not excited about either. I know that's meta. That's like that. That got crazy for you just now. I uh, I know, sure did. If you do like um, uh, in and out Burger in the States, for example, I don't know if you've eaten at it. It's yeah. in California and Nevada. They have had so many opportunities to franchise and they were worried about maintaining their uh, quality, the quality of food. It's made fresh. It's made to order. It's a great homemade burger. So they do fries burgers and shakes and that's and it that's it and it is good yeah it is it's good. phenomenal it is good we have gone into this uh space before where i i i push back a little bit on the in and out because i think people get too crazy about it i think that uh i think it's not as good as people say i think it's really cheap which is amazing you can get like a lot of food for like ten dollars at in and out burger i think shake shack is much is far superior Interesting. I have to confess, I haven't eaten there. I, I like myself a fat burger. Mm-hmm. I like myself a Five Guys. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, Same. But mostly what I like is the burgers that we make at home on our barbecue. And we have this conversation a lot when we go out to restaurants or get takeout. My new move is to get things that we don't have or do well at home. Right. That's a good call. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a good move. Like, that's, yeah, I don't like, do fish and Yeah, Like, like fa. Fa, yeah, yeah you, can't exactly. make, you can't make fa at home. That's why I always get. I that's why I always get the chipotle chicken wrap when I'm at Tim Hortons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> South, like, how did we survive without chipotle till three years ago? And then there's there's always like a buzz thing, like, oh yeah, sriracha timbits. Like, oh. you, you don't need sriracha I would actually, on that. I would actually eat that. That actually sounds okay. <laughs> Like, I where did that come from, though? I, I don't know. Here's a question. Has sriracha run its course? Are we done with sriracha now? I feel like it's less, I think so. I feel like it's less of a vibe than it was before. Like, I feel like it was well, like this like- unstoppable force, and now it's, like, slowed down a bit, I think. It depends where you live, because where I live on the east coast of Canada, like, using condiments is showing off. <laughs> so <laughs> anything more than a thin veneer of mayonnaise is like, oh, it must be nice. Yeah, excuse us. Excuse us. Yeah. I realize we were at the Met Gala. Uh, yeah, I feel exactly. like I live on the wrong coast because the only condiment I choose is mayonnaise ever. Fuck ketchup. Really? I don't like ketchup No mustard, either. no ketchup, no hot sauce, no chipotle, no thank you. Mayonnaise? We don't even That's keep mayonnaise need. in the house. Uh, my what? neighbors growing up used to have, remember sandwich spread? Yeah. Yes. I think it's, it's like mayonnaise with a relish in it or something. They were brothers, Mark and Trent, and they used to race home at recess because they lived close to the school. And the first one in the door got to say sandwich spread sandwich first. 
Oh, and it was just two pieces of white what? bread with sandwich spread between it. Oh, that's and it was so delicious. Upsetting. Were they in prison? Did they grow up in prison? No. <laughs> no, that was completely by choice. They weren't hard done by in the slightest. That, that was like wild. That was the move. That is wild. I remember I didn't like mayonnaise until until I was like uh, in my 20s because when I was a kid, I was at uh, like a friend's house for lunch and his parents gave us sandwiches and there was Miracle Whip on it. Ugh. And I didn't know the difference. <laughs> and it was disgusting. And I didn't know the difference between mayo and Miracle Whip. So I just thought mayo was like Miracle Whip for like years until I finally <clears throat> had the opportunity to try some real mayonnaise. And it was a game changer. And now, well, I think I love I, it. I- I like mayonnaise in the same way that, like, I want the Zamboni to just flood the ice. I don't want puddles. I just want it visibly moist. <laughs> yes. I, I don't think... an amazing <laughs> analogy. Holy and shit. Tim Hortons gets this wrong with um, with uh, uh, cream cheese on bagels, too. I don't want a ball oh. gag yeah. of cream cheese. <laughs> I want uh, pleasing to the eye, thin veneer that is the target <laughs> yeah. but they just use an ice cream scoop and fire it on there and squish it and then it comes up through the hole yeah I'm, yeah and I'm then okay how do you eat a tim hortons bagel with cream cheese on it here this is my question do you peel it or do you eat it sandwich style because i always question. peel it peel it I, but i i that peel doesn't it, but i always preface it by saying i don't want a ball gag full of cream cheese i just want a thin veneer of cream cheese so <laughs> Usually by the time I get to it, it's okay. Do you say that to the, to the child working behind the counter? <laughs> I have used the phrase thin veneer no. more than I would care to confess I was, in my life. I was kind of going with ball gag. Uh, that, that, yeah. that part. <laughs> That's a weird opener. <laughs> yes. And you just wink at them when you say it. I don't want a ball gag wink. Of yeah, I wink cheese. at the drive through speaker. <laughs> oh, you're t- oh, see, I was not picturing a drive through I was picturing you were right. in two more. Okay. All right. Well, that's I'm a whole only thing. ever picturing a drive through yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm ever picturing... I'm not indoors. A, I'm not That's dri- messed up, I'm not man. A drive-through person. I remember a time not so long ago. I was working in Cape Breton on a TV show called Pit Pony, Amazing. and uh, the driver would pick me up at the hotel, and I would always say, "Do we have a chance to uh, go through the drive-through?" And he'd look at his watch and say, "We should be okay as long as no one orders a Jesus bagel." What does that mean? <laughs> and Jesus is an adjective in Cape Breton. Oh um, yeah, the Jesus but his Lord point was, Yeah, yeah. His point was, you get a coffee and a donut, no problem. Everyone keeps moving. It's really fast. But now that people going through drive-thru ahead of you are ordering Southwest chicken chipotle mayo wraps, yes. it slowed <laughs> down the whole deal. Yeah, that checks out. I, I have such a problem with Tim Hortons to begin with. I think everything they do is bad, including their coffee and donuts. I don't like them in general. But I their, love their, their donuts. But their sandwiches are the driest substance on earth. Like if you order a you know sandwich what? from them, it is, it, it's a nightmare. They have a I, delicious I have honey mustard. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm into the chili, except a friend of mine that worked there said it comes in like 50 pound um, silver bags. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So the idea of driving behind oh, no. a Tim Hortons delivery truck and a 50 pound silver <laughs> bag of chili <laughs> falls off the back and that's how you go. That does not appeal to me. Yeah, that's not good. What a way to go. You get crushed by a... What happened? Oh, the chili got him. (laughs) Another one? (laughs) Another one bites the dust. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Just chili all over the highway. Silver bags. It looks like (laughs) an alien invasion. That's fun times. I remember that happening. I I was living uh, in America, and you know they have big on-ramps that are windy and twisty to the freeways and everything. Mm -hmm. A poo truck overturned. No, no. And it was... 
like poo sliding down the on-ramp and cars were spinning out in the poo and it was like a 12 car poo up like live helicopter uh coverage of this event as it was happening oh my god and then mix in all the vomit that had to happen yeah. along with that it's way too early exactly when he, one of those like if you saw it in a kevin james movie you'd be like there's no way in the world that would ever happen yeah. <laughs> alas yeah, yeah, for but sure. it did in kevin james there's like a 10 minute scene with kevin james just slipping in it uh yeah what, what kind of this matters to me what kind of poo was it like from what what do you mean what from kind what? of because like, i think so because some people it's not people some animals poo is worse than other poo do you think is like that... human poo? Are you talking about he- why? I've noticed this. Are you picturing human um, poo? Or am I? Yeah, I pictured human. Definitely oh, human poo. Oh my god, that's the worst kind of poo. It, not manures, like one of those pumper trucks, right? Is that what it was, you, Jonathan? Yes, one of the like, pumper trucks full of shit. You, yeah, like oh. a, um, a septic. Oh that's truck. A, that is a night absolute night. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, Here's the thing: we live in the country and uh, have a couple of horses. Start every day by shoveling out the stalls. Doesn't bother me no, at horse all. Horse poo. That um, that's what I was gonna say. Horse poo is not as bad as other animals' poo. For some, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's like not. Uh, bad. It, has a, it has a fragrant <laughs> aroma. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're getting work done. You know what I mean? It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Farmers around here spray cow manure on fields. Uh, my wife grew up out here, and they, they always said in their family that's the smell of money because farmers, you know, yeah. do pretty well. But we have a barn cat that has what doctors call a bit of a tummy problem. Mm. And <laughs> that cat's tiny fecal deposits can clear the entire barn. Good for him. I had no idea that cat poo was so oh, vile. No, I gagged. I was in the bathroom this morning and our one of our cats was in there doing her business in her box. And I, honest to God, dry heaved. Yeah. It was horrendous. Yeah. Cats Heinous. are gross. Man, I love that we're having this conversation at six o'clock in the morning. This is just the absolute best. Well, I, yeah. I, I One time I was working uh, construction <laughs> many, many years ago. What? So, no, you weren't. I was. I did when I was like 19. I worked construction for like three months before, so before, before they realized <laughs> I was not a man and, and fired me. Uh, <laughs> you were just a boy in jean shorts oh, yes, yeah, holding just, a stop sign. Just trying to get it. Just, <laughs> Just trying to, just trying to get his dad's approval with everything we could. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, but uh, somebody knocked over our porta potty uh, in the night, and it was uh, uh, there's like the 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 hole in the top, and like sh- like poo had come out all over the sidewalk, oh. and there was a guy in a hazmat set suit there cleaning up, and I walked oh, I walked past dear. him, I walked past him, and I said, I guess they give you all the shit jobs, hey, and then. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he was going to come back after work and kick my ass. And then I kind of just hit <laughs> the rest of the day. And then you quit. I did, no, I got fired eventually, but I wanted to. I, I got. I wanted to get fired from that job. I also dropped a sheet of, on that job. In, I dropped a sheet of plywood from like three, uh, three floors up. Um, I was one of the people holding it. And we, me and this other guy, we dropped it and it fell and it hit this guy's shoulder blade and then broke his collarbone in half. Whoa! Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. You're reckless. It wasn't. No, I'm I feel. Just, I'm not. Re- I, yeah. Okay. I, I was about to get defensive and say I'm not reckless, but I at 19 was 100 percent reckless. Sure. I feel like our Dan. I feel like our dad should have a talk with my husband to prepare him 
for when this happens with our son. Oh, yeah. That's because a my husband... Man. Yeah. No, no. No, her, her he's son... Da- he's, he's Daniel reincarnated. Yeah, her son is me. Unfor- unfortunately. Me, he's me a second time. He's me too. He's uh, Dan Duvall, too fast, too furious. That's... He's, and uh, my husband is like my dad. He owns an excavating company. And I think it's just, he has all these grandiose plans for our kid. And I'm like, unless it involves Fortnite, I'm not seeing this happening. Yeah, totally. So, oh, your kid's yeah. into the Fortnite? Oh, God, yeah, it's awful. I had to go to bed at 7 o'clock last night because he was trying to Chromecast it from his phone onto the TV. And I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, dear. I can't even cope with this. I'm going to bed. That's a hellish nightmare. Um, do you guys want to... Do you want to do our topics? Should we do them? We're off to a hot start. Sure. This is great. I well, love I feel this. like, yeah. I gotta, I, okay, full disclaimer for the audience. I know that we're already uh, a grip deep into this right now, which is great. And I'm having a blast. But I want to let the audience know that uh, we are recording this at 6 o'clock in the morning because it is the only time we can get Jonathan on, which is fine. Um, and it's going to tie in really nicely with Sarah's first topic. Um, definitely. I would, uh, so I need to say that, uh, I told my son, Jonathan, that we are having you on today. And he's like, first of all, he's like, I don't, I don't know who that is. And I was like, (laughs) you know, he's on trailer. And I'm like, okay, he's never seen trailer park boys, obviously. And so I'm like, I named all these things and I'm like, Oh, Canadian wipeout. He's like, Oh, I knew that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? I guess I've been around long enough that, um, uh, people know me from different things like i i did some uh air farce guest episodes oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Some, a certain uh age group know me from that um and john ovision as emma's dad john ovision yeah. street sense yes yeah, so you, it depends where you grew up and whether you had cable and all that stuff you spend um, i feel like i've run i've run the gamut of your career as a 43 year old yeah and, uh, I'm well a, thank I'm a big you fan. yeah as a 30, i appreciate as it as a 39 year old i can also say that if, i guess the thing that's important to real realize here is that you've transcended generations wow and that's a nice wow. thing to say as, as a canadian it's icon it's very true yeah i agree actually. um it's funny i don't uh i certainly don't see myself that way and it never felt like that was a conscious decision right but i think my um short attention span is what has allowed me to um <laughs> go from show to show well, because I, I just want to leave before the audience does or before i get bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's worked out. If, as long as we're fan, we're fanboying here for a second. I have to tell you one thing about uh, your role as J Rock and Trailer Park Boys. You had one of my favorite lines in TV history ever. Is when um, you were told that you were saying "Know what I'm saying" too much, and you there he was like, "It's too many know what I'm saying." And you said, uh, "What are you taking a know what I'm census?" And that was one of the funniest <laughs> things. Do you know? I love that line. I, have, I love that line so much. It's so funny. <laughs> I have an uh, affection and an affinity for portmanteaus. Yes. Um, so whenever, for the sake of economy or comedy, I can collapse two words together, I will take the opportunity. Yes. And there is a building supplies company here called Kent. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by the Irvings. And there's a big sign out front that says Kent Entrance. Yeah. And it puts me in a bad mood yeah. every time I drive by because Kentrance feels like a one-inch putt. Yes, it's a missed and opportunity, as I like to say. It, it really is, yes. yeah. So um, my uh, love of portmanteaus runs deep and long, and it is inconceivable to, I think, all of us that the show is not only still 
in people's memory banks, but uh, it's found a whole new audience because of Netflix. Yes, I totally agree. Um, All over the world, like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, people. When I have a lot of friends in uh, in the United States, and anytime they introduce me or some to somebody else or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you're from Canada," the first thing that they always say is, "You like Trailer Park Boys?" It's like one of the first things out of their mouths, like pretty. It's wild, pretty consistently. Um, but I feel like that's becoming oh, you know, Letter Kenny problems. Yeah, I think that is yeah. the new um, yeah. kind of Canadian comedy bar for for that particular audience obviously Shit's creek traveled beyond anyone's wildest expectations oh, so good um but letter kenny really rings the same bell and i i've had the privilege of working on both and the kind of difference is um trailer park we didn't have any idea all the way through what kind of lightning in a bottle it was and when it started to find an audience it was exciting but confounding and so, in a way, on Letterkenny, from the other side of the hill now, I can recognize what's happening for the people that work on the show, and it's a real thrill oh, cool. to get to witness it happening in real time. Oh, that's so fun. That's, that's, that's great. That is. That. That's fun. Pretty neat. Like, uh, now I'm grandpa in the rocking chair going, you kids just wait. Uh, strap in. This will be, get, get some RSPs. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super fun. That's great. Um, all right, Sarah. Uh, so again, it's, it's six o'clock. It's now six twenty in the morning. Sarah, why don't you give us your first topic or your topic? Uh, mornings. I really you hate mornings. Really, I'm right. not a morning person. Um, although I teach, so I'm up every day. And I, I it, like this is not normal. Like I'm looking at the people. So I've been. I'm sitting, as we said, in a Tim Hortons parking lot. I've been here since. 550 because I dropped my kid off at hockey and then needed a steeped tea. <laughs> this it's, this is weird. Like the people out right now, not uh, it's getting a little more normal, but it it was it's weird. This is weird. Okay. It's too early. People Morning's what are these weird. people fucking doing? I've what been, are they doing? I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this I know. and I've never I been I have gonna bash me. I am not gonna bash you, but I've never been okay, I mean I am, but I've never been more high on my horse. My horse is wrecked on cocaine. I know it is, and I'm already I'm kicking saloon doors in. I'm marching into this room on my high horse because I am up at like five thirty every day. And for no reason, I, for you for no wow. reason for no because I'm a, a, a I love you know it. why because I'm sober. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that like um, yeah, I've been sober for like three years. So I, wow, my, yeah. So I used to I used to stay up all night all the time. Constantly, Good for you. Constantly, thank you. Uh, I used to stay up all night all the time. Like I was like I, I was just often still up. At like six that was like a thing and now i go to bed at like 9 30 at night and i get i always especially because stand-up is not happening right now so i'm like i always said hey if it wasn't for doing stand-up comedy like six nights a week i would be in bed uh by nine o'clock and it turns out that is true and now i, I go to i love the morning now like i love it i wake i wake up why i wake up and i'm just like ready for the day i'm that person what do you do at 5 30 in the morning calisthenics you freaking weirdo <laughs> i get up and I make coffee and then I have a bite to eat and then I go to the gym. And you're pour over decaf. Yes. Oh, and then I go to the yes. gym. And, pour, and I don't yeah. even drink caffeine. Jonathan, coffee. check. No kids. <laughs> check. 
Work right. from home. Check. Live alone. Yada yada yada. You don't live in the real world, it's the, man. It's the dream. That sounds like it must be nicer. It absolutely is. <laughs> it, and I'll tell you both. It is nice. Like it rules. It's great. I'm living the dream. I don't even drink the caffeinated coffee. I drink decaf pour over. I'm an absolute piece of trash. Just the, You're that guy. I'm also the guy he who says that guy. I'm, I've now recently become the guy who asks you if you're drinking enough water. Also. <laughs> Oh my you know, god. We have a You're we have a guy? we have a drinking yeah. game about that, you know? What is it? Which well, because my our, my friend Christy, who we talk about regularly on yes, this podcast, a regular on is, the show, yeah. is terrified of her children becoming dehydrated. Okay. <laughs> so we started a drinking game when we're away camping or something that as soon as every time Christy asked her, asked her kids if they've had something to drink, when the last time they had something to drink, if they need a drink or straight up tells them to have a drink of water, <laughs> then the rest of us all have booze. Oh, that's but funny. Now our that's a good deal. That's a great, that's, yeah, that's great. Use it. Her husband now cues it. He, Ben's like, Christy, the kids are looking thirsty. And he's like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, you're right, kids. So we're all bound in white claws. Anyway, he's carry on. reverse engineering it. Oh, I love Beautiful. that. Beautiful. So, Dan, how, like, um, I, I suspect using was mm-hmm. very much tied to your mm-hmm. lifestyle as a performer. Yes. Have you, I guess, you've been sober three years, so you have performed without using. Oh, Does yeah. that change the thing a lot oh yeah totally it makes it way He's better way better really um, yeah because I, I mean i was kind of starting i've only been doing stand-up for like maybe five or five years or something like that so when i first started i just like um i, I kind of was just i would i would do three shots of jameson's before i went on stage every time oh my god! I wasn't, I wasn't very good like i wasn't like pro or anything i was just learning to do it so i i kind of just never really got um I kind of never really got better because I was just black. Like I would get, I would go out and get kind of drunk and then afterwards I would just get wasted. And I think the reason for it is because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Like I was doing it because I just like wanted to tell people I did comedy. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, like yeah. I was like, I wasn't like super passionate about it. It was just like what I felt like I was supposed to do because everyone told me I should do stand up. And then so I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then I met those people in the stand up world and I was like, I, I need to be friends with these people. I'll just be drunk. I'll end high all the time. That'll be fun. <laughs> and so. So I never really got better because it's hard to like be re- self-reflective and like look at what you're doing and try to like figure out how to get better when you're just hammered all the time. Do you know what I mean? Right. So doing it, I so- do. Yeah. So doing it sober made it so that I can like uh, actually, you know, um, figure out how I can improve and actually be present for what I'm doing. And it turned out that I actually just really enjoyed doing it. Um, which I didn't, which I didn't realize. So I kind of, I'm doing it for the right reasons now. You know what I mean? Like the Bachelor. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I remember thinking like uh, Tom Green was on Jonavision um, back when I don't know if you remember this. It was kind of a, a memorable moment in Canadian TV. He went on Mike Bullard with a raccoon in a suitcase. I do sure do that. remember that. Of course, yes. Very, yeah. very clearly. Yeah. And by the way, Tom Green was a story producer on Street Sense. So oh, I first really? met him like. 30 years ago and we shot a piece in Ottawa where my mom lived and uh, next thing I knew I'm in a garbage bag and she's throwing tomato slices at me because Tom's <laughs> like no it'd be great this is yeah, fun yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like history will will dictate that Tom Tom was always so far ahead of the curve with technology and irreverence and the embracing of the internet all that stuff 
But I remember thinking he was on Jonovision the day after he did the raccoon in a suitcase bit. I make it sound like it's an old, you know, that old bit. Yeah, that old, that old <laughs> trope. <laughs> and I remember feeling like the thing about being Tom Green is you have to out raccoon yeah, yourself right. every time you go out somewhere. Yeah, holy and shit. And the pressure to do that, it's like X-rated hypnotist Tony Lee, whose act is tied to he does 10 shots of tequila. Right. So oh, then yeah. if he doesn't do 10 shots of tequila, it's not his show. And and once once that's the moving sidewalk you're on, it's hard to undo that. Yeah. So yes. um, that's why I was curious about how, how uh, the outcome was and, and also props, man. Because yeah. if you if that was a big part of your thing and you had to um, back out of that and figure out who you were without that, that's, that takes a lot of uh, self-awareness. Hey, thanks. Uh, thank you very much. Well, we'll wrap the show up there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we've peaked. It's great. I, uh, yeah, man. You know, it wasn't necessarily part of uh, the actual comedy itself, but it was definitely part of everything that I did. So, like, everything I did. Well, had, like, I noticed that from these... I noticed that from uh, I do a podcast with uh, Jeremy Taggart, the yes, former course. drummer of Our Lady Peace, yes. and he's he's used to being on the road for six weeks, two months, three months at a time. Um, I was new to it, and I like myself a drink awry. It's never been a problem, though. There's lots of history of addiction in my family, like there are most families, mm -hmm. but. The thing that really struck me about being on the road is there are two hours a day that make sense, which is the two hours you're doing the show. And every other time of day, you are essentially killing time. Yes. And if you're struggling with any demons, so much energy goes to keeping them at bay mm -hmm. because you have time on your hands and what else are you going to do? Yeah. So it, it's kind of the perfect storm if you have... Um, uh, um, if you're kind of wired that way and you're uh, alone on the road and have time on your hands. So, yeah, yeah I, I see how they go part and parcel for yeah, sure. Yeah, and if you're doing comedy, you're like you're performing at uh, like a club that is likely attached to a hotel that's attached to a bar. And it's like, you know, what else are you doing? And, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're on the road in places. If you're in Canada, you're in places like Red Deer. And so it's not like you can, like, go out and see the sights. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not like. What are you yes, saying about Red Deer? Uh, Sorry, just kidding. Nothing that, nothing, that, not, nothing that everyone doesn't already know. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine saying who was in a music duo with his wife. They would go out on the road, and you have a day off, and you think, oh, we'll have a few drinks. They have a show, and you think, oh, we'll have a few drinks. They come home from the road. He's like, oh, I'm going to go out and have a few drinks because we're mm -hmm. not working. Yeah. And eventually he realized, wait a sec. I can make a case for having a few drinks every day. Yeah. If, yeah. if I'm choosing to make that decision, then I can justify it. So. Uh, it can sneak up on you. Yeah. Anyway, cheers. And it just yeah, cheers. Yeah, until you're like cheers. You're just uh, pouring yourself a drink of rye right now. Well, well it's you know, yeah, morning rye. <laughs> it's what nine, nine thirty. No, no, no. This 10, is morning 30? rye. Yeah, it doesn't even count. Yeah, it's, no, this is different. It's it's different. Um, so yeah. So long story short, I love the morning now, uh, and I'm just not one. I, not one of those people who like wakes up and is like, Ugh, and like just to drag themselves out of bed and can't get out of bed. Like I have no issue. Like I wake up. I do that I, every morning and I go to bed at nine o'clock. Do you got like, I'm not, I'm not well, staying up late. Like I get getting enough sleep. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I function best on a solid 12 hours. Are you, dr <laughs> are you drinking enough water? <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shot. I mean, 
Yeah. Shot. I mean, Shot. yeah. Do you <laughs> do you wake up and grab your phone right away? Uh, well, yes, because I have to turn the alarm off. Oh, oh, here's another fun fact about me. I haven't set today. I set an alarm today for 5 a.m. Uh, just to make sure because it was an important day. Uh, but today was the first day that I've set an alarm in like two years. But you don't have anywhere. Wow. Like you don't have to be like I, I have to be at work at 830. I know. It's awesome. So it's easy for you. <laughs> It's yeah. easy, that's like oh, that's if, what I'm I, saying. if I get up at five thirty, that's fine. If I get up at ten, that's fine. Yeah, that's you what don't I'm live in the real world. Exactly, man. that's kind of what I'm trying to tell you here. It's great. I'm trying to like this is like I've been waiting to rub all of this in your face for like since we started doing this podcast, and finally you've chosen mornings, and I'm here to tell you that my life is way better than yours. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think it's as rich and fulfilled as <laughs> mine is. Your... You don't spend the day surrounded by eight-year-olds who love you. No, I... you don't hey, spend God, the nice. Yeah, right. Nice. You don't have good. a tw- you don't have a son to carry on your name. Oh, I'm gonna rub it in. You want to rub it in? I can rub it in. He's his last name is Hannay. So he's even. Hannay I know, but if you had a boy, <laughs> if you had a kid, his last name would be Duval. That is true. That's a really good point. Man, anyway, carry on. Damn, I feel now like you I've been, feel. I've, I, now, you're, you're like, good. Now do you feel terrible about yourself? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, on. You're like, let's cool, carry good. on. <laughs> yeah, my feeling is something we had to do uh, when we had tiny roommates was just adjust our happy hour. So happy hour starts at five now. Have a good buzz on by kind of seven fifteen. Hung over yeah. by eight thirty. In bed by nine. Oh, that's it's the dream. So it's the dream. That's the it's dream. It's just starting earlier. I used and to, that's yeah. been a big key to our success. And some yeah, that's uh, some I, I do well with that too. Some mornings are easier for you now because you start drinking earlier. Is that? Yeah, yeah and then well, your 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 hangover happens in the middle of the night when you don't even notice, and you're good as gold in the morning. Exactly. We also have horses that are up early and need to be fed, and we have kids that need lunch for school and stuff like that. But my wife was a morning person when I met her anyway. So I, I was never really a big night owl. I'm, uh, that was an easy adjustment for me. I had no idea. Yeah, I'm more of a daytime person. I'm not a night owl or a morning person. I just like the day. Right. Like 10 till 8. Perfect. I've ne- never heard anyone say they are neither a morning yeah. nor <laughs> evening person. Sarah's a big, Sarah's a big mid-afternoon person. You know? Yeah, like mid-afternoon's my time to shine. Yeah. Wait, so you're a the rare day owl? Yeah, <laughs> yes, day that owl. is me. Day owl. <laughs> I've never even heard of a day owl like before. So now you met one. It's like Sarah just grabbing a nice a tea from Tim Hortons around one p.m. and just you know looking yeah. out the window and thinking, man, perfect middle to a perfect day. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. that is like my favorite time of day. The rare between day like owl. between one and seven is like my perfect time. Wow. I think yeah. se- seven between seven and eight a.m. That's my hot spot right there. That's oh, when, that's when Lord. that's when the world is my oyster. That's when exercise happens. That's when twelve step meetings go down. Everything's great between seven and eight. That's where I'm. I'm here for it. Boy, Get a job, man. I bet. What's Since that? the COVID, as I've heard people say out here. Oh, the, um, the COVID, <laughs> fucking COVID, bud. There's been COVID and there's been COVID, and my favorite, which this one is so wrong, it actually sounds like I don't know. Is is that proper English? The Covum. The Covum. That's like when, <laughs> that's C-O-V-U-M. That's when the that's whole like f- something about like female fertility. No, or that's something. like yeah. when a, that's when a whole family has it, and it's like that's a, there's like there's like that, that, it's like a coven yeah, of yeah, COVID. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A Covum. <laughs> a Covum. There's a, oh, that family's had a Covum. <laughs> they they kind of go to the star. 
Where's the priest going? Oh, he's stopping into the Kovum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to bless them all. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love Eastern Canadian accents. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. My good friend lives in Salmon River. And I just oh, love really? chatting with her. Yeah. Like near me. Yes, near you. Crazy. And my husband and my husband's best friend is it's a Cape Bretoner from uh oh, man, he's Port great. Port uh what is Port Hawkesbury. <laughs> Nice. He's a special yeah. treat. He's a special treat, that one. Just not no, the causeway. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. I've never been. Um, I like that um, there is sort of, depending on which part of the Maritimes you're in, there's sort of an Irish lilt that comes with, like, you can kind of make a, any, a thing sound good-natured or happy. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a couple of ticks that are undeniable <laughs> that really are uh, tells of people from this part of the world. Uh, I'm from PEI. And one is this inhale, yeah, 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 oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I've yeah. heard about this. Yeah, I've yeah. heard about this from other people before. You're not. This is not the first time I've heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because people are afraid of the silence and what it might reveal. Oh. So nobody wants to like, yeah, yeah. Just be comfortable for yeah for a second in the silence because because yeah, so much stuff is suppressed. That's dark. They, That's they're so afraid dark. if there's a moment of silence, it will be like, why was your dad so mean to you? <laughs> and they don't want to face it. <laughs> PEI is secretly just so dark. <laughs> yeah. But it's never quiet enough for people to figure it out. Oh my god, it's like get it's like get out. It's like get out, but for like Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And the other one is um I call it the Arya's sandwich. It's when you say the same thing at the start and end of every sentence. So Arya's coming for dinner, Arya's? Yeah, yeah. It makes oh no sense yeah, whatsoever. So fun. That's more of like the nervous, like the nervous can't like it's like a tick. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that's wild. That's fun. You wanna go into Horton's with you? Um <laughs> I love that. Also, yeah, yes, as the plural of you, yeah. H for H. Um, <laughs> there's so many things that are unique to this part of the world. I love that. That's yeah. so fun. That's I like, also yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should I get to the thing that I hate because yeah. it's on yeah. the subject of language? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do a lot of corporate hosting and mm-hmm. I love it because. Uh, Daniel, appreciate this. Um, it is access to an audience of people I wouldn't otherwise get to cross paths with from all socioeconomic backgrounds, geographical backgrounds, uh, religious backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I did a Domino's uh, meeting oh. with 9,000 franchisees and general managers oh, wow. from 79 countries. Oh, what? That's crazy. So trying to tap into what do all of those people agree on is funny. That oh, Domino's man. is shitty? <laughs> yeah, that they, I, they, hate they do not. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was so people. fired up when I was in the bubble. I like I came home and said to Carol, like, I think we should look at a franchise. Like they're so <laughs> committed. Here's, okay. On the subject of Domino's, Sarah, let me tell you the things about this company that I really liked. Okay. You tell can't. Me. You can't own a Domino's franchise unless you're currently a GM. The reason why this is a good idea is because most people have worked their way up to GM. So if your driver says, I can't do this, there's a good chance you've been a driver Mm -hmm. and can actually say, I beg to differ. Oh, that's good. And as a corporate structure, the idea that 
the people at the top have done all the jobs and can speak to it with experience and uh, uh, actual concrete information is a great idea. It is. That's quite clever. Yeah. The second thing that they did in the, I think it was the 50s, might be the 60s, is (laughs) when they were um, starting franchises, the founder of Domino's, whose name escapes me, there were two brothers and whatever. Greg Domino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Domino. Terry Domino. (laughs) Terry and Greg Domino. (laughs) Decided people will never go out to eat pizza. It's something that they will order and have delivered. So we shouldn't waste money on buying real estate in expensive areas. We should rent super cheap places because it does, a restaurant doesn't matter what it looks like. Of course, that's changed over time. But they had a, a theory that it was like seven minutes from the phone ringing to um, it coming out of the oven and seven-minute radius all around the Domino store so that it could be, I think it was 20 minutes or it's free or whatever, and they had a five-minute pad just in case the wheels came off the bus. Right. Like, there's, there was more kind of science and consideration given to how to build that company than you would ever imagine. Wow. Yeah, this I would not have guessed super any of interesting. that. <laughs> I also, when you talked about 9,000 of them being at the, uh, at, at, at the conference, I pictured all their cars in the parking lot, all with the little Domino's thing on the roof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That's fun. I also pictured... Well, like, I don't know if you've ever performed for people who, you know, half the people in the room have translator earbuds I certainly in. have not. No, uh, no, but no. Maybe if I was in Cape Breton performing, but no. My conclusion is, um, uh, you just reminded me, my friend Steve Patterson, not the debaters one, but a- another one who goes by Steve Dillon as a stand-up comic, and the uh, Yuck Yucks Club in St. John's closed, and he said it's because everyone heckling was just innately so much funnier than anyone on stage <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't stand a chance. Oh it's such a funny image. I love that. That's that's very um, good. Anyway, silly is the uh, bottom line of what an audience that broad finds funny. Um, like sight gags and costumes and right. physical humor. That, right. is, that seems to be the common denominator. Yeah, that makes sense. Alas, the reason I bring this up is because in my... Uh, travels through corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I love this work. I love these people. It's been really a blessing, especially this past year, because I can do it from my house. Um, there is a certain type of parlance that I think people use um, maybe uh, because it's a, a reflex or it's deeply embedded as just a way to say something without really saying something or buy yourself a couple seconds. It's basically the, yeah, 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 of corporate world, which is phrases like reaching out, moving forward, and starting sentences with so. If someone says, where are your parents from? And you say, so my mom was born in Calgary. That doesn't require a so at the beginning of that sentence. And once that is on your radar, you will realize just how much people start sentences with the word so. It is the equivalent of in, I would say, like 20-something culture when people say, um, hey, this salad's good. And the other person says, I know, right? Mm, yeah. That doesn't advance the conversational ball yeah. even an inch down the field. Yeah. I know, it really right? doesn't. I know, right? So, yeah, it's a shutdown. It's a shut. It's, so yes. what I've noticed in um, 
corporate speak these days as it evolves like there are phrases like you know we need to set you up for success and let's talk best practices and things like this but there's a new subsection of corporate speak that is computer parlance and i've heard a couple of people say in recent weeks without hesitating and my jaw dropped this guy said uh, one thing i did want to double click on real quick is something colin said oh, earlier no oh no no, no. <laughs> And your reaction was like mine. I was like, oh, oh, click. Oh, that's, oh, that's awful. Yeah, that it's person awful. Be, that person and should be fired. It's, it's awfully amazing at the same time. What if people just, just put in italics and bold and underline real quick? Double click <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I have like a, like a double reaction happening at once. I'm like, that's absolutely disgusting and I hate it. But also, I how do I start saying that? Like, how do I, I know. Put, <laughs> Put that I know, guys. It. We just have to control alt delete real quick and get back to what it is we're good at. <laughs> just factory reset for y'all here. Yeah. Like a dog, a doctor pronouncing someone is dead. I'm sorry. We we control so alt it's delete. Sort of, it's sort of a hate, <laughs> but it's a love. How much I hate it, and it does. As someone who loves words and uh, clever turns of phrase and all those things, it does really fascinate me. Yeah, because wanna... really, Office Space was the first movie to parody, like, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Mm, yeah. Like those <laughs> phrases like go ahead designed to sound like progress, mm -hmm. but really it's embedded in a negative sentiment. Somebody's, I'm going to go ahead and fire you. Dude, somebody, <laughs> somebody somewhere read like a self, like a generic self-help book that's had these like buzzwords in it and started this. And now it's like a wave. Like now, now it's like it's gone viral through the corporate community. I bet. Like I feel that's well. What another that's what one last year, and this was based on a book that I didn't ever read. But lean in. Mm. Oh yeah. As a as a way of saying, embrace something unexpected and make it work for you. Right. Hey, I know I know you only had seventy two hours to pull that presentation together. Thanks for leaning in. And uh, uh, getting it done. Yeah, that's annoying. That's so annoying. That's the worst. I hate it. I don't like. I also don't like the words hustle or grind. <laughs> that's uh, fair. Yeah, I don't like those words. Just and, in general, yeah, those are bad just, words. Just like I gotta get on my grind. You know, my everyday hustle. I feel like it's MLM speech. Like all of this is sort of in the same vein as like multi-level marketing. Uh, speech oh, is that people. what MLM means? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like people. You know, you see, it's somebody you went to high school with who's on Facebook now and uh, posting constantly about how great their life is and how great your life could be as well. Anybody doing that is like you're into some shady. It's business. it's usually around keto coffee. Is it? I haven't seen that one yeah, yet. Yeah, that's 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 the one I've noticed. That okay, like, but do they have uh, stocks in the company, or it's like Mary Kay? Yeah, it's or like Mary it's just yeah, yeah like Mary Kay. Yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a, like a financial thing, like a, a, a pyramid scheme yes. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, like I knew some people like, and if you're getting rich off it, it means you're like it pretty much has to mean that you're recruiting more people and then you're like breaking so you're basically just like leeching your friends into into like uh like a shady business and then and then they're like losing money well they're um, not all shady right they're mostly shady and i so i i, I knew uh I, I know some people this guy this guy who i really like his wife does it and like one weird thing that they do is that they post like how much money she makes in a month 
like all like just on Facebook, like for anyone to see. They're like, well, "This is how much money we made this month." Like, you should get into this business. See, that's, like, that's really so weird. weird. It's weird that's as hell. Tacky. What's what's the okay. MLM? So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I I oh I don't, I don't remember what I don't remember what it is. It's some some dumb fucking thing. <laughs> so we so this morning uh, I know another person who's kind of into this MLM thing. Another person I went to high school with uh, who messaged me out of the blue this morning on Messenger at like five in the morning, just being like, "Hey." how's it going like are you working are you in victoria like just making chit chat and i'm like okay and then she's like my daughter uh moving to la my daughter got famous on tiktok and i'm like okay like i didn't ask for any of this information at all like it's just coming at me and like about how like about how she's out of the mlm thing now and all this other stuff and i'm like i'm just like trying to set this stuff up to do this podcast and she's like messaging me and i'm like okay i'm like wow that's great congratulations to you both that's really exciting and then she just like sends me a screenshot of her daughter's net worth no. Yeah, that happened this That's morning. That's not real. It's real. It happened. Well, it wasn't a bot? It happened. No, it's not a bot. It happened this morning. She, it was like an article about how much this TikTok star, she had, I guess her daughter has like 8 million TikTok fans. And, uh, and she's from Victoria? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and as they're like moving to LA and all this stuff, but like, yeah, it's crazy because I didn't, it was just like completely all just handed to me this information. And I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, okay. I'm like, sweet. That sounds great. Listen, I got to go. I'm setting up for podcasting. <laughs> That's really so. Full disclosure: I sell for an MLM. Yeah, I know. But I don't I was feel gonna, like I. I... Let it slide. <laughs> no, I do, but I don't think I don't know. Like, do I throw it in your face? No, I don't think never. I throw it in anybody's face. No, no, never. I feel like you're doing it so that you can get free spices. That's your thing. <laughs> You're doing it to I get do. sriracha. I do. I do have some sriracha, salt, and mix. Yeah, I don't like either of them. Like you don't recruit people. So she sounds like an all right, all bite. Like the um, uh, the people that that are like, "How are you doing? Good, really good, actually. Yeah. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let all me right, tell you bite. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah, yeah." I've never been better. <laughs> Does her daughter have a shapely posterior? Because I think that's how you make it on the TikTok. Um, I yeah. don't, she sent me a picture of her. She not. I mean, she looked like a normal per- kid. Just like how old is she? Sixteen. Ow. Yeah. That's oof. gross. Um. Yeah. TikTok is yucky. Is I it? don't. I think TikTok's pretty. I fun. think. Well, as a parent, and Jonathan, you're a parent. I don't know how old I your am. kids are, but um, nine and you eleven. Can't, Nice. So you can't. Right so about the sub- never, yeah, for, mine's twelve. Never, never forget. <laughs> yeah. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Um. You can't control what they see on there. Like you right. just all of a sudden just stuff's popping up everywhere. And uh, yeah, I banned it from my seventh grader who's not happy about it. But you like somebody committed suicide on there, and it's just popping oh. up for all the kids to oh see. Oh my gosh! I didn't know yeah. That. Like how, it's yeah. It's how, not that's, okay. That's messed up. How'd they do it? Uh, he was, and and it was super nefarious because he was started out with playing with some dogs and then he just shot himself. Oh my god! Okay, this uh, is less, so it like is sucked not... in all the kids, right? Like it's not good yeah, anyway. I don't, even, I don't know. I'm, I'm anti TikTok and I don't understand people that let their kids. Well, on I there. guess now my girls are not on TikTok. Um, I have been doing some work with an influencer named Alicia McCarville. What's, mm-hmm. what's, her, net, what's uh, her net worth? <laughs> that I don't know, <laughs> but I know that she has amassed 1.3 million followers oh, wow. because of her um, playful relationship with her husband. Uh, Alicia is what I would call kind of normal-sized, for lack of a better term, and her yep. husband, Scott, is jacked. Oh, yeah. And so her first kind of uh, um, 
coming out party was uh, my boyfriend's hotter than me check. Right. <laughs> and so it was her in the foreground, him in the background, kind of flexing and jacked. But she has spun this uh, into a lesson in body positivity and self-confidence. Oh, cool. And oh, that's she's my dream. Like, Society tells me all the time that I don't deserve him, so the least I can do is rub it in their face. And <laughs> right on. Uh, he loved her from day one, and it took her a bit longer for her to fall in love with herself. Like, a great example of someone who fell into this thing and is like, heck, I'm going to ride it. That's I'm great. just going to see what good things I can do with it. Um, so that I dig. Yeah. But this, like, yeah, I like um, that. This, like, Here's my butt. I, I just feel like that's so weird. And, and the, the bigger problem with that, of course, is no one is content where they are because the FOMO is real. And mm. everyone's like, like, how are you supposed to be interested in having a long-term monogamous relationship if from the time you were 11, you were on eightsums.org and that's your <laughs> yeah. frame of reference for a normal right? relationship? Yeah. Everything's everything's messed up. Everything's we haven't even up. seen the effects of that kind of content on a generation yet, but it's not no. going to be pretty. Yeah, no, totally agree. Because it has to do with being content where you are, who you're with, what you're doing, and if you're always um, scrolling for something better. Yeah, that ain't good. Well, I had a yeah, conversation totally with a agree. friend of mine about that, who's internet dating, and I was like, "This is messed up." I'm like, "You never grow to love somebody like you." You, it's all first impressions. Because if you look at somebody, you don't like whatever it says about them or their picture. You just scroll on by. And what if yeah. they're the greatest person ever, and you never get to find out? Like, not always. It's not always love at first sight. I hated my husband at first when I met him. Now we've well, been together we for sixteen years. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know what I mean. Like you did. I don't know. I think it's just a bizarre. It's it, the instant gratification culture. Is how are you if you don't if you don't go on the date with the guy whose picture is him holding up the head of an elk that he shot? How are you ever going to hear the hunting story? <laughs> exactly. Right or the big fish? Yeah, the hunt is a metaphor. That's right. You know, he's a provider. You need to think about it differently than you normally would. Well, <laughs> why is this? Is this your dating picture? No, mine? No, I don't. Yeah. Have, I don't. Have, I'm not on uh, uh, online dating apps. I don't do it. It's not. I, I think I don't feel good about them. I, I agree. So, with where do you meet people during the Covum? Um, I'm currently dating somebody uh, that I met through work. There you go. Yeah. You're baking your bread where you buy your meat. I, I like it. I suppose. I suppose <laughs> I am. Yes. <laughs> um, we had a listener. Actually, she's our cousin, uh, Jen Steven posted a while back we asked what people hate on um on our facebook and people answered and she said couples kissing with masks on oh geez. And, you know, and, and we were like what an absolute nightmare and now i just wanted to update everyone and let them know that now i do that now what i know and you don't why yeah. are you telling us that and I didn't, with the girl from work you yeah. yourself. I, I didn't mean to what's we, wrong with you okay, okay what happens is oh my god the, the oh. reaction is amazing what happens is uh you just you're out and you're so used to kissing each other all the time and then you just like it's it's more of a laziness thing i think you're just like i'm not gonna pull okay i want to double click on that real yeah. quick <laughs> you just pull your you can you pull it's it's a lot to be pulling your mask down over and over again all all day stop so you kissing just, so much stop. that's just weird stop. never no stop it where you where you oh, you can tell jonathan you can tell it's a new relationship yeah, it's new it's, yeah. new it's new love let us because definitely happy. i could go a solid week yeah. and it's just fine yeah you, i've seen him go in for a kiss and you're 
like, ugh, fine. <laughs> Swerve City. <laughs> okay, that's that's really. I just wanted to update everyone on that. That is all I. Oh, got, I so. hate you even more right now. I like this that. is disturbing Great. news. Good, good. No, it's gross. Um, I wonder how people would. Um, it, it's sort of born out of a Mark Forward stand-up comedy bit where he's like, uh, it, it's about a serial killer and the cops call him something that he didn't want. Like he he wanted to be the ballet shoe killer and yeah. they call him the riverbank killer or whatever. Um, and he's like, but I bought a thousand ballet shoes. Great joke. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I always wonder if people were going to describe me like he's, you know, he's blank. He's that guy. What would my that guy be? Dan, you fall into a whole bunch of that guy categories. Nice. I love that. Right? guy. Are you drinking enough water guy? Yeah. Kiss with their masks on guy. Sober Decaf guy. Decaf coffee Decaf nonsense guy. Pour over guy. Yeah. yeah. I, also oh, bought, I, also bought a, I also bought a douchebag car and now I'm also BMW guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Portmanteau guy yeah. is my legacy, I'm okay with that. You're doing great, dude. Yeah, I dude, would be totally okay with that. Um, you know what? Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank um, you. Thanks Jonathan, for having me, Jonathan Torrance. We so much appreciate it. Um, yeah, this was really fun. Yeah, it's been this really, was really worth fun. getting up at five a.m. Oh, for. Good there chat. you go. Um, okay, that's great. Well, uh, this has been the Hate Locker Podcast, brought to you by Comedy Here Often. We want to thank uh, Marcel, our producer, and Grossbuster uh, for our theme song, and of course our guest Jonathan Torrance for guesting with us today. It has been a hell of a ride. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thanks, y'all. Bye now. Bye.